0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keck Podcast episode, episode. 524. Charlie here with you. Uh, Mitch, on the other side of the Zoom, we're going to talk what's next for the Milwaukee Brewers. Talk about the dynamics of the Buck celtics rivalry and how it has ratcheted up. Do the Bucks deserve that top spot in the, the preseason power rankings or it doesn't matter. We'll go through it all. And then we will talk about Packer Raider storylines, get ready for the Monday night game. And if time, the Badgers, I feel bad that we're not talking enough about the Badgers. That's okay. Um, and Mitch was like, I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm not to sell you, sell you, you down the river, but yeah. Oh um, man,
1: you just he just threw me right under the bus.
0: Yeah, well, hey man. No, I, I get it. It's just, it's hard, right? Like it's, you know, you're trying to get everything in. And I think, none of us and i know we're going to start with the brewers but none of us expected the bucks to kind of take this lion share this early on right like you know we're get, we might we'll do our preview pod a couple weeks from now but it we didn't i don't think expected it to be like the front and center store one of the front and center stories this early as preseason is just getting going in the nba
1: yeah i just think if they wouldn't have made that trade i mean oh yeah it'd be i mean it's not that people weren't, you know, the interest wasn't uh, going to be there. It's just, you're right. I mean, it would have just kind of been, oh, I guess we're starting again. And then and now the excitement is, you know, more than, more than ever.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, and thank it's, God too. Well, yeah. I mean, and to bring it to the brewers, like if the the trade did not happen and you have what the brewers did, you get swept and it's like. Yeah. All right, now we go back to this Bucks team that also lost in the first round, and <laughs> we just cannot seem to get out of the first round as a as a franchise or that first game, right? Uh, the Packers, you know, last playoff game they lost their first their first game too uh, against San Francisco, and so it's like, yeah, they, we have not seen that second weekend since the Bucks in twenty twenty two, but even then it was like Chris Middleton got hurt, we're playing the Boston Celtics. But yeah, overall, you know, or 2021, excuse me. Disappointing year uh in general uh for or disappointing finish. I don't say year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh I obviously gave a lot of thoughts the last couple of days. Kind of where's your head at? 24 hour, almost 24 hours later and just how how are you feeling processing, you know, this whole thing?
1: Like five stages of, of grief or or what yeah, are we I, what mean, are we, whatever, I just mean, whatever. I mean
0: just whatever you're
1: they, there I don't know if there was really anger it it just was I you know pretty quickly with acceptance honestly I mean it just it just I don't know I mean I don't even know where to where to really start I mean obviously it was a good season and and I got my hopes up I think a little bit with with the way the team played the last couple week or not couple couple months you know really since the all-star break I kind of thought man I mean offense is is decent and it has been decent pitching's pretty much hummed right along and you know some of it is the fact that baseball is a fucking dumb sport and you know you play 162 games and then it comes down to this three game series and you know it's better than one wild card game at least they made it a wild card round I, i think it's Honestly, though, this, the three game series in one city, I think is pretty good for baseball. I think it, Mm -hmm. I think it, in terms of, you know, there's, uh, you know, extra revenue and extra, you know, I guess eyeballs or extra just attention middle of the week. I mean, I think it's a good idea. So I'm not going to complain about the fact that it's, at least you have multiple chances. You know, it's not like, there's probably tons of examples over the years that where they did the the one game wildcard where teams won 100 games and lost, right? The yeah, there were they their there division.
0: Were, right, there are a few few examples of that, and I I do think the the three game playoff is good. I do wonder in the next collective bargaining agreement would they try to, or even before then, try to bring up the idea of maybe six last games and start the playoffs a week early and get it yeah. to be a five game playoff, five game series. Well, that would round, be for the wild card round and, and also for the NLDS and then go to seven for the, for the last two.
1: Yeah. That would be what they would probably have to do. Because if you extended it another two weeks, no. you're talking yeah. almost Thanksgiving before the, yeah, end of the yeah. The West,
0: yeah. There's no way you have to it, it'd be, it'd be snowing in Bo- Boston or something. Right. If, right. Yeah. Imagine Minnesota in the world series, even this year when like mid late, late, october without a roof Mm -hmm. like that's gonna be such a huge discussion it's gonna get cold too here uh in the upper midwest starting starting today really and well and i think i
1: think minnesota finished their game last night and i think the front moved like i looked before i went to sleep last night it was already like 50 degrees in minneapolis oh god like on on wednesday night so it must have just blew through as the game was going on um so yeah i mean it, it obviously goes quick in the upper midwest but um Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, anyway, back to the Brewers there. I mean, it just was, you know, a lot of no luck whatsoever, right? I mean, and, um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, they also, you know, they don't have any star players. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, you got to, you know, William Contreras is probably the the closest thing to a star offensive Mm -hmm. player that they have. Um, I know he's been an all-star in the past. Thank you very much. But you know, he's above average. He's, he's, he's a really good player, but you know, you watch these other games and it's like the Phillies Trey Turner up and down the lineup. Those guys, they're hitting eight doubles in the two games. And, you know, the Brewers could just never, never yeah, get they, that, they that, had no that ex-
0: slugging. They had no extra base heads. They or they had like three, I think, in total. They and it's just it's it can't work. Out of twenty-one, the, I mean, right. whatever they hit hits yeah. they had. Yeah. So this they,
1: they were making contact, bless their hearts. Um right. which is better than probably 2021.
0: It's but. like it's like we've done this weird, sorry to cut in, but it's like we've done this whole this weird generational thing with the Brewers where Doug Melvin just wanted a bunch of cocksuckers that could hit, hit, hit home runs, right? Earl Weaver quote, uh kind of amended. Uh, he just wanted guys to just hit home runs, and then you had David Stearns, who was kind of like he wanted just Russell Brandon types, so where it was like either we walk, we strike out, or we homer, and that's pretty much it, and very boomer bust. A lot of fans didn't like. Now we have a bunch of guys that can hit singles, but we have nobody that can really hit a home run, All right. and we've right. swung the other way. And so it's like, how do we marry that all together? And when talking about like what's next, I think the thing that stands out is getting a power hitter. Now, if people want to argue and you want to argue this point, it's like, well, Righthill has had thirty home runs the year prior. To not to only get him, what, what do he finish with? Eleven on the year.
1: I have no idea, but he didn't. He didn't hit very many. He only hit um, one
0: at one after May twenty second. Like, to not get that out of your first baseman, I realize you, Carlos Santana, helped kind of make up for that. Like, that that was not expected. Willie Adams, yes, hit 25 home runs and was more of the boom-bust guy. He didn't do shit elsewise. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's really concerning, I guess, from a perspective of our, what do the Brewers need to do to say, all right, we're going to fix this but we can't necessarily spend a ton of money. And I, I guess I'll open up here because the money money's a big thing always. If you're telling me that hey, the Brewers are gonna go spend for a power hitter or they're gonna try to trade for one and take on his contract, do you think the fan base would be okay if they decline Mark Canna's option, if that's the consequence of it?
1: Um would the fan base I, I mean, I I guess people really like Mark Canna. I mean
0: Right. Everybody would be like, oh, the Brewers aren't spending money. The Brewers aren't doing this. Like, you know, especially if it came over in a trade, right? If they brought somebody over in a trade and then they're like, well, we can't afford Canada now because we, you know, we have, that money is now dedicated to this individual. Like, I I don't know. I'm just saying like, I think what I'm trying to get at, and I I was trapping you a little bit, I'll admit, is I think Brewer fans – you know, have to do a better job of understanding. They cannot have it all. That it's just not possible in the economics of baseball. It is not going to be everything. They they just can't have it all. They can't have spend a yeah. ton of money. They can't you know have an awesome farm system like the pack. The Brewers can do some things, but they can't. Do, I saw one guy and I didn't engage with it because it was late at night. And I didn't feel like fighting. But he's like, well, the Bucks did it. Why can't we do it? It's like, yeah, hey, fuck seller cap. Like, sorry to yell, but like they have a seller cap. Like, it's not that hard. Like, there's no seller cap in baseball. We have to like gotta, gotta get smart, which should so basically which what should should
1: give you more reason to probably keep but like I, yeah. I don't think that I don't think you I don't think you need Marcana. I mean, honestly. I d I I don't know. So I guess I can't really answer your question because I can That's give okay. a fuck less, honestly, if, if Mark okay. Marcana's back. I mean He's, you know, especially if Jackson Trio is as good as everybody thinks he is, and I'm sure he is, you know, what are you gonna do? Play him at first base?
0: I yeah. guess that
1: would be what you'd and have then, to do. And then, then you're block
0: and then you're blocking Tyler Black, who is another guy who has a little who has on base for days and can hit the ball. The real interesting thing will be how does the fan base react when we trade either Sal Freelich or Garrett Mitchell for a different type of hitter? 'Cause I think that's on the table. Um yeah, it they're two are too similar. They're two similar players and they came up at the same time. And I just don't know if you can have like three versions essentially if you lump Yelich in there of the same player. Now, could you trade right. Christian Yelich? Uh that to me that's I, interesting.
1: You're, you're pretty stuck with that, I think. i I've, I've never that's never really crossed my mind.
0: I mean, well, I'll... Yelich had a four, an over four war this year. He is the face of the franchise. I think that matters. But if you talk to a team and with how salaries are going in today's day and age, yeah, Yelich is on the hook for, let's see, he's on the hook for a lot more money. So 26, 26, 26, that's what, how many years? One, two, three, four, five. He's on the hook for five more years at twenty-six million a clip, with a mutual option at twenty million at age thirty-seven. Uh, man, I don't know. Like that—that's not a ton of money for some of the big boys. And when you have the big boys who want to get back in, whether it's Boston, whether it's New York, both New York teams for that matter. Uh, if the Dod- if the Angels fall, sh- Angels are did fall short, and they want to make a splash. They lose Otani. Like I don't know, would someone get desperate and try to trade for hmm. Christian Yelich?
1: I mean, I think you'd have to you'd have to jump on that if you're the Brewers. I mean, you can't. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. You can't be. You need him to, to be a star if you're going to pay him that much money, right? And you and turn he's just you not turn, anymore. You
0: turn, you turn around and you give Trio seven years, one hundred eleven million dollars, which is what the contract Corbin Carroll got before the season started. Now, I'm not. And I'm not saying he'll be Corbin Carroll next year. Yeah. But that's basically what you're seeing a lot of Leo Rodriguez. You just, kind of you just buy out all
1: their R beers, basically. Like,
0: exactly. And you just, you say, Fuck, and that's the new trend in baseball. And I, I've been telling people for a while that I'm convinced that trio is going to get a huge contract at some point, And I don't know when, because that's, I think their plan, I think they are planning to ahead for the future, kind of what they did with Freddie Peralta and Aaron Ashby, which Aaron Ashby jury's still out after a, uh, injury plagued year but Freddie Peralta that deal giving him that cheap of a contract looks like such a steal after the second half that he had
1: yeah I, I'm just trying to think like why why teams why a team would do and this is like a sidebar conversation yeah. i guess but it's like why do teams do that i mean buy out the rVs with guys like you're you're not gonna other than just to like take care of them you Take know, care of and them and make it make maybe, it less
0: and not have your Corbin Burns, Josh Hader situations and not have any fractures within your fan within your franchise mm-hmm. and make sure that these guys are everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Um I mean, I, I appreciate that. I mean
1: that's that's kind of new school thinking, I think, for baseball. I mean, oh, obviously totally. this is it's only some, a couple years of this of this evidence and and it seems to be mostly working, except for like Juan Franco, but not because of yeah, on the
0: That, that wasn't the rate. That was not the Rays' fault. Um, it was their fault for not doing better due diligence. But that's here and or there. Wander Franco just piece of shit. I mean, they they didn't know that. And the, but to go back, yeah, I mean, that's the Braves' model. That's what the Braves have been doing, mm-hmm. and that's what made them successful. I was like, well, how can they afford all these guys? Well, they pay them right away. Austin Riley, Albie's Cunha, they're all under contract at affordable rates. Right, and they which... are, they, and they're a massive market, and so the com, combine the two, and you can pretty much do whatever you want. You have house money, really. My question is, how how much does Mark Adinasio want to do that? I think he'd want to do it for Trio and maybe one more guy. I don't think he'll do it for all. I think it will be a one or one or two guy, and that's it. I don't think it, that... it might be it might be Trio and Mizorowski or Trio and Gasser. And that that'll be it. See, like I feel like guys got to play at least, I don't know, a you
1: know a year, right? Ideally in base in in uh, in the majors, or God forbid, like spring training or something. I mean, I, I I'm not I wouldn't give Miz, Mizorowski a six year right. deal after I don't know. You're 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 much bigger on the minor league production than I am, um, so i i appreciate that that thought but yeah i mean like with mark out us you know the braves what they did i don't see mark doing that because that's that's wow. still quite a quite a bit of money tied up into and th- yeah. that's one example obviously i know you're just totally. it is just an example um but think about how much more affordable guys are if you literally go to arbitration compared to just paying them 10 million dollars a year right which just to give them the the commitment and the um in the, financial, uh, the security. financial
0: security yeah
1: so you know but the team ends up paying twice as much as they probably could right um so you Speak,
0: know speaking of an arb guy corbin burns you know we'll be up for arbitration again next year i was it's interesting how the corbin burns meter has swung around for me personally i was originally at oh yeah trade trade him before the year starts Learn from your learn from your Josh Hader mistake. Learn from your Josh Hader mistake. Get out of it before you have to do it at the trade deadline and just cut cut loose there. Then, as the season went on, Brewers are playing better. Burns is pitching better. I'm like, maybe just run it back with everybody. Fuck it. And if it goes sideways, then trade them in July. But you have this weird opportunity where you have – a bunch of veterans with a bunch of talented young guys, and if you infuse it all together, could be really, really special. And you have one more shot with this window. And then after what happened on Tuesday, I'm like, well, probably it's time because mm. camp yeah. pitch in the clutch. I mean, and I know that teams are going to talk themselves into it. Teams are going to convince themselves that, oh, we can fix that. We can figure that out. We can we can rein it in for him my dad made an interesting point and I, you were watching a TV broadcast. I was there, but he's like, I think he gets too mad at the umps when like things aren't going right. And it throws him off his game and it throws him off his focus. And when that happens, he, he just can't pitch the same way that, that he does when he gets the strike zone that he wants.
1: It's possible. I mean, I think there were a couple instances of him either staring down the ump or barking at him or, you know, right. walking off the mound and barking and, yeah, he, he is a little bit more of an emotional guy than I think you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know, maybe it's because he's a baseball player and, you know, most of the time they're, they're generally pretty even keel, and you know, but he's a little more – seems to be – and I think, you know, when you know what kind of happened with him in the organization, for me it's like you might have to trade him because I think that he is going to come to – arbitration thinking he's worth this much and hey. the brewers are, are probably gonna look at him and say, You fucked up in the postseason. And you know, I don't know if you're you know their numbers are gonna be pretty far apart, I guess well, is what uh, i getting at. Totally and, and, and with the mess that has been the last whatever two years really with him. Um I don't know. Maybe it's just better off for, for both sides to, to part ways and ah. And see, see if you can get a haul for him. But I don't know. I mean, he didn't have a great year, really. And you're kind of selling, maybe not selling low, but not selling as
0: high as he could have. Would you agree with i I said, I think after that performance, I said for the overall season, it was a C-plus year for Corbin Burns. Would you agree with that? Or do you think that's too harsh of a grade?
1: Probably about right. I guess I'd have to look at the numbers in front of me, but I know that it wasn't what, you know. 2021 and 2022
0: were right. Um, I, yeah, sure. and, and it, yeah, I think that was. I saw something. I forget who who it was. 3.39 ERA, ten and eight.
1: Um, one of the, one
0: of one of the good beat writers that the Brewers have was saying that Burns gave up three home runs in that game, and he, that was the third time he had done it this season. And he had not done that at all in last season, 2021, 2020, um, which is just jarring right? It's jarring to hear that. And yeah, I think the hall might be smaller, but I also wonder, you know, are the Brewers going to look for a guy that can help you immediately? I've half joked with y'all about Corbin Burns for Pete Alonzo. I don't think that would happen. Um, Those trades, those Drew Holiday, Dean Lillard trades don't, don't typically happen in baseball. Right. But I think you can get guys who are ready to go now can contribute to the team. And maybe one reliever, maybe a lottery ticket guy, right? Where it's like, we'll just take a chance on this guy who's in double A or, or high A, and we'll see if it works because those guys have worked out in the past and they're a lottery ticket, right? Um, I don't want a ton of lottery tickets for Corbin Burns. That would be a disaster. But I, I do wonder, you know, will a, will a team, you know, get ahead of the curve and try to get Burns before before he's a free agent next season? And then subsequently, probably sign him to a massive deal.
1: Yeah, well that would probably be what and you would think probably a West Coast team, but I don't know. I mean yeah, Pete I mean, Alonso's was, interesting because they're they're in similar situations. Right. Although I don't know if Pete's like at odds with his organization.
0: Well, but, I mean, um, there was a rumor going around that Alonzo was not the favorite child, that it was that they love Lindor and they've put their eggs in Lindor's basket. And they don't really, they're not as like keen on Alonzo. But again, with David Stearns taking over, that could completely change. David Stearns could look at Pete Alonzo and say, oh, Pete Alonzo, like he's this, this, and this. And actually he's more valuable to what we want than uh, Lindor or something like that. Not that they would get rid of Lindor, but yeah, I mean. He's making a fourteen five base. He also is in his last year of arbitration and then a free agent at age thirty. So and he just hired Scott Boris to represent right. him. That was news yesterday, I believe. So it'll be very interesting, right? And he had a great year. He was, you know, terrific. And so I'll be very curious to see what what Alonzo does in fact get and where mm-hmm. and where does where does that go? And if he does get moved, if it's not the Brewers or it's somebody else, I'll, I will be fascinated to kind of see where, see where that all, that all sort of ends up. I, I think the other for the guys... record, I
1: just want to sneak this in real quick for the record, David Stearns, Corbin Burns was one of his first draft picks.
0: So. Oh, interesting. Cause
1: Burns interesting. was a 26 was like a third round pick in 2016. Right. right. And that was, that was Stearns' first draft as the Brewers. Right with the Brewers organization. So, right. Yeah. I mean, maybe he likes him.
0: That's yeah. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, that's, that's very interesting to, uh, to note and should be, should keep it in mind. I mean, if you kind of take a look at, you know, do you want to dive into free agency or, I mean, I I think the only other guy that wonders on the trading block is Willie Adamas. I don't know if you're going to get anything for Willie Adamas. Um, I think Willie Adamas has I, I still kind of believe in Willie. I think he can be he can be a good player and be, you know, two fifty hitter and hit twenty home runs. I just think he he needs to get back to that point and I, I I think he can. But I'm also not going to I'm not gonna freak out if they decide to they decide to trade and move on from Willie Adamas either.
1: I think Willie's pretty expendable as well, uh, unfortunately, just because of Terang's a shortstop, I think, yeah, naturally. And Terang is a great fielder as well. Willie's actually was was pretty good. I mean, advanced analytics wise and, and even eye test wise, he's a pretty good fielder. But um, Terang obviously has five more years of team control. And I think that long term, you're looking at Terang. And, you know, sometimes you have to trade guys to to re you know, to yep. get something for him. I mean, you don't you don't want to let him let everybody just walk. Yep. Um so it again, it just sucks that you know Burns and Adamus had probably 80% of the production you would have liked to have seen probably right. this year, if not if not 120% of the production you would have liked to have seen. So you know, yeah, you're right. It's tough. He's got one year of, of ARB left. Just like Burns, he's 28, um, so a little younger. But, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure
0: what you get for – what did he hit, 215 this year maybe? Yeah, 215, 25 homers. Yeah, you, you'd you hope a team would just take a chance on, hey, we can fix some of the things that we noticed. And maybe Adamus is part of a Burns package that nets you a bigger, a bigger haul right, um Maybe. and and that that could be that could be part of it. It could be, I was kind of thinking like Tyrone Taylor could be part of that package because like I like Tyrone Taylor, and I think he he's another guy good, good pro, right, but it's like we have a lot of outfielders, man, and I just I don't know where he fits in. I like Tyrone Taylor a lot, it's not an anti Tyler and Taylor. it's just is he really part of your future, yeah. I mean, probably not. I, I would say no. Yeah, and so yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like the Rowdy Telez is in his last year. Are do they decline arbitration and let Rowdy walk? I kind of lean towards that. I hate saying that. I like Rowdy, great guy, but you know that great guys don't just um become baseball players. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta have production out on the uh, out on the old diamond.
1: I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta do something. He right. really had. He was basically a zero this year.
0: Yeah. Which is ab-
1: pretty hard to do.
0: Right. It was absolute absolutely nothing. So if we're looking if I'm kind of paging through uh, you know, the the guys that are available in terms of in terms of free agents for next season, uh I I'm trying to look like Josh Bell has a player option for sixteen and a half million. I think he picks that up. I don't want anything to do with Josh Bell either. Um, Teoscar Hernandez, again, you have a ton of outfielders. I don't think that that's that's worth it. Matt Chapman's interesting, but he's gonna get a lot of fucking money. So I don't think Matt Chapman would be on the table for for the Brewers unless it was like the Yasmani Grandal year where no one was paying for anybody and they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna just give we're just gonna give you a one year like 19 million dollar deal. That'd be the only way to get a guy like a guy like Matt Chapman.
1: That would be obviously a, a dream. I mean, pretty much. I don't know what his average was, but the dude is... Made 12 last year. That was a salary? Yeah, twelve twelve and a half million and a half million was what yeah, he got. I, I'm sure that was at like his final RBR, beer, right? Uh, might have been. I'll, I'll, I can dig into that, but probably. But the, dude, the dude is, you know, a brick shit house and is a great, one of the best, if not the best third baseman uh, defensively and has a ton of pop. I mean, that would be... That'd be a dream scenario. I mean, he, you know, he's probably not in the cards for the brewers, unfortunately, but no. I don't know. I mean, that that's the thing is like, you know, you look at, you look at the brewers payroll and they're like, they, they kind of have been hovering around what 20th in payroll, you know, so not Pittsburgh pirates or, you know, that level of, of low, you know, credit Mark Adonacio for spending, you know, he's not John Fisher. Right. you know which is complete defcon one situation right and, and, and bizarre situation frankly mm-hmm. um you know and a, a very one-of-a-kind type situation so that's yeah. probably a bad example but you know you it, still i think what i what i and a lot of brewer fans want to see is like can we can we get that one extra bigger bigger money slot you know what i mean Right. Yeah. You have a, you have a, I don't know what their, what is their payroll? It's, let's 150, something like yeah, that. Something one, that. Yeah. Something like that. 180. Can you, can you go up 20 million more than that, you know, right. on, on, on one bat? I mean, I feel like the Brewers are pretty much like, you know, again, you know, we're talking about everybody leaving. So it's hard to, you know, I, I'm not really, maybe it's, maybe it's just coming off the loss, but, you know, I don't really want any of those guys back that we talked about. I mean, I could care less. I mean, <laughs> I, I could care less if they got traded. I mean, I I, I don't want to let people walk necessarily for nothing. I'd like to trade those guys and get something for them. Um, but let's say let's say everyone comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you know, the pay, payroll as it sits right now is is roughly the same on jan- January first. Can we get a twenty and another twenty or twenty five million dollar
0: bat? Right, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, yeah, I mean, I mean that,
1: that's, that seems pretty steep, but
0: I think that's what it would take. Well, here's like the like the good and bad of like Chapman because I looked at his market value on Spotrac, and they say he should make about like six for one hundred three, and I'm like, oh, that's that's affordable. Like I actually think that's doable for the Brewers. Like I think a six year one hundred three million dollar contract is not bad that's at all. Like, that's like and, twenty million a year. Not yeah, either. it's no, it's seventeen point two, and then you have. Tyler Black at first base, and Chapman's then your third baseman going forward. But then I look at who he compares to, and it was Denzee Swanson who got a seven-year, one seventy-seven from the Cubs. And so if he's getting one seventy-seven from somebody, you're just not getting that. And that's the frustrating thing about baseball right now is these guys are just getting overpaid. That to no fault, like I'm, I'm not shaming them for that, but yeah, it's yeah. it, it's just. It's interesting. It's like we're gonna probably end up with like fucking Reese Hoskins coming off an ACL tear as the as the first baseman for next year, which I would talk myself into. I probably guarantee okay you with that. Right, but I and I would talk myself into it. But that's that was what the Brewers are gonna do. They're gonna give Reese Hoskins like a one year, ten million dollar prove it deal. They made twelve last year. They they go one for twelve next year, and they're like prove it and and see what happens. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean. That's what they. That's what they do. They they go bargain hunting, and that, I don't know if Reese Hoskins. I, I doubt he leaves Philly. Is he? A, is he going to be a free agent?
0: Yeah, he threw out the first pitch, you know, for game one. So I would, I would assume no. But you know,
1: but never that's known. that's
0: the thing is like, baseball is honestly the obviously the
1: the the system, the free agency, it's all fucked. Yeah, um, there are some guys that are worth what they get, and but they won't be in a couple of years. Uh, Right. I mean, like Trey Turner comes to mind. I mean, that's the type of guy, like you do that money for Bryce Harper. I mean, that's why do you think the Phillies are, you know, I'm not saying they're going to get, they're not going to get past the Braves. Maybe
0: uh, they 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 did last year, but they have the best record against the, against Philadelphia or against the Braves as any team in baseball. The Braves did not want to see Phil. And I think you're going to get a, a lot of conversation about receiving in the next week, and how it's unfair to the Braves that they're they're playing Philadelphia and that the Dodgers at the Diamondbacks, but I and I'm also just so excited for Braves phillips Like I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a great rivalry. It's an I mean, it, games. It's like best to eight wins. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be We're an paid. awesome series to watch.
1: So the Brewers had a hundred twenty five million dollar payroll this year.
0: Mm-hmm. And what did Philly have? Probably like two fifty. Yep, yeah, two forty five. Fifth in the league. I would have lost Price's right though, because I was over. I was over that two forty five number. Yeah. Um, but Angels at two thirty. Yikes. And now you're gonna lose Shohei Ohtani. Probably. Who the fuck do they even have? Uh, I was, yeah, R- 40, Rendon, 40 million. Rendon makes Rendon yeah. Rendon has the worst contract in this. Like Anthony Rendon is just stealing money. Mm-hmm. Mostly because he's a piece of shit, too Like, that doesn't help When you're, like, making all this money And then you're also an asshole Seven-year, $245 million contract That's yep. patently absurd That's, What has he got
1: left? Like, three or four years left? Like, probably uh, four or five, four or five see, left? He signed after one, two, three He, he signed three it after, after, after the Nats won the World Series, right? Right,
0: after he was a pop sucker against the Brewers And everybody else in that playoff run like the classic, like NCAA guy who gets hot and then he gets drafted. So he's high. got
1: three three years down on that deal, so he's got four left. Raking um, thirty eight a year, so he's getting thirty eight. Trout's getting like probably forty or more.
0: Yep. Um, I and- think they they might pay one of the, their pitchers a decent amount. No, do they? Who's no? All their pitchers are young. I was gonna say I thought maybe they they had a pitcher they gave a bunch of money to, but no. And so yeah, I don't know. Um, It'll be it, all in all. It'll be very interesting to see how the playoffs play out, what that does to the spending. You know, if the Orioles win the World Series, then there's this whole case for tanking, right? Like, it's. I mean like, the the Angels. Sorry, the Angels no, had like that's okay.
1: I mean a hundred million on the injured list this year. That's incredible. More than that.
0: No, it's they are like we think we're a cursed franchise. Angels are far more cursed than us. Far, you more. had Rendon who makes
1: more than Trout actually by like a million dollars right. a year. Right. Thirty-seven point one for Trout, thirty-eight point five. Otani's at thirty. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Jesus Christ, thirty million dollars in arbitration! Wow. <laughs> I, I would love that you. It sounds like you're kind of like Jonah Hill's character a little bit in Moneyball, where you're just you're just amazed by some of these numbers. You're like, I can't I can't compute this. Like the Excel sheet, that Excel sheet doesn't go this far. Tyler but, Anderson
1: making 13 million. Oh yeah. Oh my that god. Guy stole, and, well,
0: he was awesome for the Dodgers, and then he was shit. The Dodgers Devil Magic man. Yeah, Giovanni Schiela. They gave him 8.4 million. And speaking of the Dodgers, I mean, they, if they ship pump the Diamondbacks, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm oh, gonna be so mad. Oh, I know they will. I know they will.
1: Now, I know. Dude, the Diamondbacks are, to quote our, our great friend of the pod, Michael, you do not want to play the Diamondbacks right now. And that was a couple of weeks ago when they basically effectively ended the Cubs season before the Brewers officially did. Yeah. Um, and I knew it. You know. I mean. We shouldn't even have played the Diamondbacks.
0: Well, um, I mean, that's again. I mean, then if you want to go to the defense of, hey, maybe we are cursed. It's like the only reason we're playing the Diamondbacks is because we couldn't beat the Marlins one more t- one more time. We couldn't win two out of three against the Marlins. Number one, and then number two, they had to play the and Astros in the last game of the last weekend of the series. The Astros up. were able to get a chance at the AL West. Because the Rangers and Mariners played with their food and were playing each other, and then the Astros won the division and they needed to win those games. Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, so... and then then you're playing Arizona Arizona, who's got Corbin Carroll, who's probably going to be a top ten baseball player, I would say, mm. if not, I, I would maybe not already. I mean, we're talking very soon, and some veterans and. Yeah, you've tons of Australia. tons of speed i mean mm-hmm. copious amounts of speed on that team and the brewers kind of do too but it just yeah i mean they've it started what end of last year with arizona where it's like man yep. this team is just they just they're pesky yeah lucky and in arizona- a playoff arizona- series that sucks
0: Arizona kind of reminds me of like the how the Tigers finished this year. Like the Tigers finished second in the AL Central, and you watch the Tigers kind of down the stretch. You're like, actually, this team's not bad. By the way, Reese Olson, who we traded for Daniel Norris for, has been fucking awesome for the Tigers. So that was a good move by Stearns. Um, <laughs> but you know, just you know, whenever you got to get Daniel Norris, you got to do it. Like that's it's a pillar really of Stearns' co. So that's that's gonna enjoy that. But yeah, man, yeah. Uh, Dimebacks were frustrating. I wish we could play the Marlins. Um, what's your favorite Marlins memory of that two-game series? None of it. They got just shit pumped. So I did games. not realize
1: that that the Marlins, that's only the third time they made the playoffs, and the other two, they they—they no, won the series.
0: they made the COVID-year playoffs. They beat the Cubs in that COVID-year Oh, playoffs. yeah, maybe. So I don't four, know. I think four. I heard that on Levitard's show, and maybe they just weren't counting that because mm-hmm. I, frankly, wouldn't really count the Brewers. Now, oh, Great COVID year player. is COVID year is absolute Mickey Mouse. Um, that's that's the one that's the most Mickey Mouse of them all. Um, but yeah, oh, definitely. Well, we I'm sure won't talk too. we well, maybe I'm sure fit in some playoff baseball talk as as it goes on and how it relates to the Brewers and every everything else. I think last year it was having to deal with Josh Hader being awesome. And the Phillies basically doing what we wanted the Brewers to do last year, where it was infusing young talent with old talent. I don't know if we'll have a lot of that this year. Um, I actually, for my own mental health, if the Braves and Dodgers just run Ramshot and it's Braves and Dodgers in the NLCS, that would weirdly make me feel better. Because then I'd be like, you know what? They're two best teams. And, you know, it's kind of like... The Brewers would have got
1: destroyed by whoever, whoever you know, whoever they would have got stuck with in the second round. So that, the Dodgers, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I, that's maybe that's copium for me, but oh yeah, I mean, yeah. There's there's Hope no is... way.
0: Oh, well. uh, no, no, there's say, no way we're getting past those teams. Hope no is like the the word of the of like the the it's that's the buzzword right now. Like everything is cope. Um, and, uh it is you you are right though um it would it would have been a uphill climb I would have probably talked myself into it like I typically do um uh, but yes it, you're ab- you're absolutely correct and yeah it would make me feel better if it's even if it's the Phillies honestly it's Phillies Dodgers or it's Braves Dodgers like i I can sleep at night if the dimebacks get through that'll be then I'll then I'll start getting pissed off then 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 we have a little bit of a problem so And and like I kind of want the twins to do well, but I as I said yesterday, Mitch, those fans are Vikings fans too. And I I just can't I don't know. Like our good friend Sites is not. So maybe I'm rooting for the twins just for Sites' happiness. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what happens with them. They gotta play Houston though. So yeah, you might have heard you might hear on the broadcast Jim Kite. You might (laughs) might hear on the broadcast that uh, Carlos Correa once played for the Houston Astros. Yeah,
1: we're gonna talk about broadcast teams. I mean, I God, Fuchs, Boog is is one of the greatest. But man, they were uh, yeah, you were at both games, but I was. It, it it's it's you just forget. I don't know if it's a baseball thing. Yeah, maybe I don't notice it as much in basketball or with series. But it's and maybe it's because the 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 games are spaced out. But it's like they were reciting the same bullshit both nights. Um, you know about I can't think of an example off the top of my head. But no, just, it's okay.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: and also since I've logged three hundred and fifty hours playing MLB the Show this summer, yeah, um, I, he's he's the voice of the game, so that's part of it too. We're like, I've just heard a lot of it. It yeah. sounds
0: exactly the same. That's what I, I did. See some of the, I did see some of that. Yeah. So the other another thing worth worth noting is I've now I've not seen a playoff win from any of our sports teams. I am zero four in my life since two thousand eleven. I don't think I went before that, but I have not seen a playoff win. I did not go to any of the Bucks um at that time. And I'm uh I'm starting to wonder, man, do I need to just go to like a Bucks magic first round game next year to just sort of break the curse and just get, get myself off the shine. Ooh, he's calling the magic. No, I I, I, I you know, I am I'm, I'm a big, big magic supporter. Um I, I was on the bandwagon last year. I'm back back at it again on the, uh, on the magic bandwagon. Nice. So, but we, we can move on to the books unless you have any other brewer thoughts.
1: We never really touched on council, but
0: uh... Oh God. Yeah. Shit. I mean, we should, I I look, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch. I, I don't think he's going to go to New York. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I think it's either he's going to step down and be a father and, go just enjoy the summers you know my dad has been on this thing about how council has not had a summer to himself in 50 years and that's like think about that right think about not having a summer for that long in your life and just getting able to go up to door county when you feel like it or he probably had like
1: one after he retired but i think yeah he got in the organization pretty quick
0: right and so yeah i um I could definitely see it. And I, I'll I will say if he does step down, I want no part of Pat Murphy being our coach. Absolutely fucking not. I that'd don't be, understand. That'd be, that'd be Ken Maka part two. Oh, hundred percent. Especially with all the young guys. No thank you. I do not want that. Um, yeah, I, I would think that Pat Murphy, they're kind of a package deal. I feel like I, that's I I hope, I, uh, I would hope so. I actually kinda I don't know how he would be as a manager, but he seems like a good vibes guy. I kind of Carlsville and up. Would be a guy that I'd have medium interest in.
1: That's a name i s I've seen on Twitter, I think before the playoffs started, about you know, potentially if council was was not gonna be back. I where is he managing right now? Or what is he's, he... our, he's our
0: bullpen coach? Uh, no, Jim Henderson he pers- is. He works for the well, Jim Henderson be another interesting guy. He works I think he works for the team. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Let me let me check that.
1: I am doing that as well because I have no idea I I you know sure I mean he he's a younger guy which is obviously the um trendy thing to do these days.
0: Yeah, he's 39. Oh, he's currently serving as a special assistant to the general manager and player development. Isn't that really what council was doing before council took over? Hmm.
1: Yeah, pretty much,
0: Steve I think. You
1: just he just was uh kind of in the front of the office without an official title but all
0: right. yeah all right well there we go uh, but yeah i i don't know i i'm i would be so sad if he left and i i know there were a lot of people who like oh it's time to move on from council 1 and 9 in the playoffs and like i first of all again 2020 is part of that second of all you ran into a buzzsaw with atlanta third he did not manage a series well. I, I agree with that. I think yeah, there Council was some
1: bizarre shit going on. I
0: think Council and, and Arnold have a vision of how they want this to go. And they're like, All right, yeah, Jesse Winker, this is gonna happen and this is the situation. And they they plan it all out and then they just don't they they are too stubborn with their plan. They're like, We have to see this plan go to fruition. It's like after Jesse Winker fucked up the first night. Second night was not needed. And I I know a lot of people were mad about the booze. They were not booing Jesse Winker. They were booing the fact that this happened again. And the frustration of like, we really have to watch another Jesse Winker at bat.
1: I think they were booing Jesse Winker too. And I'm fucking fine with that. I I don't have a problem with that. That guy was, I mean, one of the worst Brewers players I've seen.
0: Oh, I had some I had some boys in the chat that were very fired up that the Brewers were booing. There were a lot of entitlement words being thrown around about about that. But I I again I I think booing is just what you do these days. You know, people get booed all the time. It's, we it's don't really of... boo in Wisconsin, though. I mean, you got to be fucking oh, yeah. awful to get to get booed. That was I I don't know if that was the loudest I've I I haven't I I do most that's. Up there with the most memorable boos. The remember that fail. Remember when we went to the New Orleans game, the Packers New Orleans game after the fail Mary. Remember how loud the boos were for the officials that day. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. Loud, that was loud. That was to me the loudest boos I've ever heard. Like, yeah, those were deafening boos. But um, that's but,
1: that's not booing like no, a player. That's a player. that's booing a situation or booing right. the league.
0: Right, and and like again like that's what people do when some people do when they're frustrated i personally do not i just you know i just motherfuck myself and i go grab another beer and just you know curse myself for a, a bunch and fire off things in group chats that's how i cope and but some people cope with booing and you know that we saw with the packers last last thursday and i'm sure there might be a bucks game where i don't know if they'll get booed i don't know if Giannis and dame will get booed as we transition uh to Giannis and Dame, uh, I I don't think that I don't think that I don't know if there'd be a situation where they would they would get booed by the Bucks faithful. It'd have to be have to be really bad for something like that to happen.
1: I I, I don't see that happening. I don't even I don't have that picture in my head. Everything all the vibes are good now.
0: Oh man! I mean, I mean yeah, it's I mean it's sky high, right? Like we have you know clips from practice. We have the guys all working together you know Marjon Beauchamp basically flaming coach Budenholzer um, it's it's all it's all sort of trending in the right direction and last time we talked True Holiday was still out there now he is a member of the Boston Celtics you had his wife speak out against the trade itself and the business of the trade and I talked about that on the pod yesterday which you can go listen to and it just seems like the Celtics and Bucks rivalry is ratcheting up. And I just wonder, you know, is it is it going to be a thing, Mitch, where we're not just paying attention to what the Bucks are doing. We're also, like, keeping an eye on almost, almost every Celtic game. That one, game one is just as important as game 82 for the Celtics. And we're witnessing a, a rivalry, really, we haven't seen – in our time as as Milwaukee Bucks fans,
1: well, I mean, there's just so much going on. It, it, I, I to answer your question. I think yes for me personally, but it's just like let's let's go over the past week. I mean, <laughs> yeah. or eight days. You have the Bucks trade for Damian Lillard out of pretty much nowhere, um, and in the process, they get rid of a beloved guy, you know, not just basketball player, but everybody loves him as a person. And I mean it it's but it's like, man, we got Damien Lillard. We we upgraded, but uh man, but we had to get rid of Drew. Oh my God. And now Portland's gonna get going to flip him. We're gonna reroute him in this trade and get a get a better return. And it's like we talked on the podcast. I said I was in the KMS if he went to either Miami or Boston, I think. Yep. Was what was what I said, or another Eastern Conference contender. Probably could have thrown Philly in there too, although I wouldn't be as scared of them. Um <clears throat> but thankfully you're still no, with us. Yes, and I am, and he does ultimately end up going to Boston. I have not completed my mission yet. But
0: no, the rope um, you the rope is uh is ready for after this pod, right? Uh, pretty much. Um
1: <laughs> but no. Um I just so then and then so you've got the Bucks who upgrade. And then the Celtics come through with the answer to, you know, the 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 dame, the dame stopper, Drew Holiday, and then you get all this conjecture from the national media types starting to, you know, basically spinning it that Boston is now better because they have a better top six allegedly, and um, and we've suddenly never said a fucking word about Drew Holiday since in two years, and all right. of a sudden Drew Holiday is a potential Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, funny and, how that works, right.
1: And Dame is, you know, it's like Dame and Giannis are the, defensive the liability. same team now.
0: Dame's a defensive liability. He's just yeah. a little bit better than Allen Iverson, according to some.
1: Yeah, and it's like, listen, we have two top 75 players of all time. I I don't know of any other... I watched a YouTube video today Um about like just, Giannis has never played with anyone nearly this good. It's it's gotten better over time, and the the I, I'm sure you saw the the meme of Bledsoe, right? Holiday Dame as as Charizard evolution, yeah. like yeah. the Pokemon meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. great, it's perfect. And and I mean, Giannis has never had anyone, and Dame hasn't had, and, and they've neither neither one of them has played with anyone as good as each other, and. Right. They complement each other perfectly. I literally just I, I i can't wait to see what it looks like. And yes, Boston has a has has a formidable team, no question. Um, but yeah, the spin and and now on Twitter, it, it's it's gotten to the point where people are going at it in the in the replies of every tweet. It's I'm sure that these Kevin O'Connors and and people like that of the world are, no, Boston, are tweeting Boston tweeting TV their market. ass off. Just, just to get the engagement because they know it's going to be Bucks and Celtics fans going at it in the, in the replies. And it just feels like, then you got Lauren holiday posting, you know, about, you know, a, a fairly predictable um, post about how it's, it's a business, but this is personal. And, you know, we, we have families and, you know, which I appreciate. I don't, I'm not going to poo poo it. Um, but yes, you're getting paid a lot of money to, to play a game. It's really not the end of the world. We have the internet. We have cell phones. We have FaceTime. If you really gave a fuck about the people in Milwaukee, you would probably reach back out to them and see how it's going. That's Maybe what stop I said.
0: By. I was like, keep the kids in fucking River Hills for a semester. Like, just stay here then. If, you, if you're if you really that heartbroken about, oh, my son started preschool. That, do you think that kid gives a fuck that he started preschool? Do you think he knows? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Not preschool. No. Yeah,
1: uh, it's like I mean, yeah, it's it's better to get the kids moving. I think if you're going to move around the country, it's better when they're probably like in the elementary school, right? I think it's tougher once if they've, oh, yeah. if they've established a you know a social pipeline
0: from totally. you know middle yeah. school on, and then you rip them out of there when they're like a senior. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's that or eighth grade or like those formative years where it's like those that's when you need your friends the most. It's yeah, man, I you did a great job just setting up that timeline. And it's you can see how this Celtics Bucks rivalry is going to be just so intense. And those games are going to be wars. And I know Adam Silver is having conversations with the powers that be about, wow, wouldn't it be great if we get that for the in-season tournament? Wouldn't it be great if it's. You know, Bucks, celtics and it's Lakers-Nuggets and that's our final four. That would be a wet dream. That's what the league is hoping for because our, all eyes would be on that game. Everybody would be tuned in. It's another matchup for the Bucks and Celtics. And, and you know, it's interesting to see how these teams will play each other. It's I, I hope that everybody plays at full strength, that no one's dodging each other. I'm sure the league is also kicking themselves for not having – any of those games in real prime time, like they're, they're weeknight games. All, all of them. None of them are on Saturday. None of them's, they're not playing on Christmas against each other. And you you have to think the league is just, you know, they didn't know this would happen, but it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely an L on their part that they, they didn't get this for, you know, one of the premier spots in the basketball schedule.
1: That's what they get for demoting the bucks to the fucking 11am game.
0: Well, right. I mean, I mean that's yeah, and then guess Should what? Have thought now, that one through. And then at eleven a.m., because you know what, they wanted to talk about Giannis to the Knicks for a fucking hour before the game, and they probably still will, even though it's pretty clear the guy's going to sign the extension. Like I don't know how many more thing, how many more clues the national media needs. Like we have
1: it, a it, we have a we have a, a, a Ted Akumbo's store opening up. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, will be a shit show. I, I will advise all of you, do not, like, they're doing, like, a signing. They're doing a raffle for so Zoom are freaks. You, are you telling me to not get sucked into that like I did for the Dame Rally? Oh, buddy. I mean, we could talk about that for a second. I I nailed the Dame Rally 100%. This was post-pod. I had told you, you would text our group chats, like, who's coming to the Dame Rally? I was like, "Oh, this is a marketing play, dude." Like, and you're and, and you kind of bristled back at me, and then our friend Murph went, and then it's like, "Well, if all, if all the fellas are going, and all fellows want to go, I can't like not go." And yeah. I I was late, which was great, which a unbelievable move by me. Yeah, you came out
1: looking looking like smelling like roses.
0: Oh yeah, I had a five. Yeah. That was a five k performance for my, for myself. Like I I nailed that and. But yeah, it's well. Uh, here's my thing. It wasn't really that bad. I mean, no, no, no. The it like I said, I think it was a a good marketing idea. Just the execution. It was, it was a little, oh, yeah, right.
1: It was a, it was clearly kind of thrown together. When there wasn't a stage, I should have known. And it was, it was a bit of a red flag. Like, okay, why isn't there a stage? You know, I would have thought he could have got up there and all he had to do is say, "Let's go win a win a championship," and right, that would have been good enough for everybody forever right and he didn't i mean but i think we don't we don't know him very well yet i mean and i think he's he's seems like I, i've listened to his he had a pre, lo, nice long press conference on monday or yep. no no tuesday it was yep. after media day yeah, after yeah. practice maybe it was wednesday and you know he's a very like low-key i think like kind of but like very thought out too i mean he's not he's not given you know, I'm just happy to be here. Answers. He's, he's given tons of thought on answers. And I think he's just like, just kind of like, I mean, think of like, literally like what, would Drew Holiday get up there and and say, say something? Probably not. He just walked through his family and, and yeah, I mean, they're all like, he's literally like kind of one of, one of us. I mean, like it's, It's, it's,
0: uh, he'll talk a little, he'll talk a little shit on Twitter. That's the only difference that he has compared to the the other guys, which I like. I think that's good. Uh, and also, let's also consider this. Unfortunately, he's getting a divorce. He, he filed for divorce and, and that, that, that yeah, just came out. And so it's like, man, you're going through divorce. You're bringing your kids across the country. You're likely going solo. You're not with your wife. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's a... He's got, a, he's got three kids
1: crawling on him. He just got off a four-hour plane ride. Right. two hours late.
0: Yeah, probably a little sleepy because, you know, the, the time difference and everything else. And, yeah, I it was, it was fine. Uh, but it's going to be very fun to watch him. And I agree on that presser. Like, talking about grinding Malcolm Brogdon pick and rolls with Giannis was like, holy shit, dude. Like, you're already doing that. Like, you're not just going out there and rolling the ball and being like, all right, let's 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 just do pick and rolls and see what happens. And the, the line about, all right, you can clog the paint, but I'm going to shoot nine threes. And we have never had that. That has never been a part of it. And also, you actually, see-
1: I, I did laugh at that part where he was like, yeah, teams are going to have to try to, you know, decide if they, what they want to do or are going to are you going to let me shoot hit nine threes? I was like, man, I don't think we've ever had anyone hit nine threes.
0: No. And I, well, and I, you know, I want to go back real quick to the Celtics in a second here, but my dad obviously down in the dumps after the Brewers loss, and I was like, dude, you should just go all in with the bucks this year. Like if this is, if there is a year to go all in with the bucks. It is this year. And, and I, I told him that and it's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I, I care. I, I care a little bit more. And he, he sells me that, but it's not, it's not, I don't know how much I believe him. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's a, it's definitely a year to watch them almost nightly. Like it's nightly appointment television because you just do not know what you're going to get with this, this basketball team. And it's going to take a little bit of time, but they'll figure it out and you don't get Boston until I think November 23rd, which that's setting up for a big week in itself because if Marquette has a good Maui week that Marquette will, you know, be in that tournament with a bunch of big, big blue bloods you have that game buck celtics and you packers lions on thanksgiving day so like yeah that's a, that becomes a, a pretty heavy week uh now with the buck celtics and that 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 should be a game though that a lot of people probably tune into because it'll be blackout wednesday before everyone is actually blacked out on that day
1: so yeah so it's the night before thanksgiving must be the
0: yeah. ESPN game mm-hmm
1: yeah, keep yeah, that's a good one. Good one to watch for sure.
0: Oh yeah, no question about it. And and I, I think just that there's gonna be a lot of jostling back and forth. We'll have weeks where podcasts are gonna be like, Are the Bucs unbeatable? Are the Bucs coming after the Warriors record? You're gonna have those with the Celtics too. Or if one of the teams stumbles out the gates and they're four and six or heaven forbid three and seven, what's wrong with the Bucs? What's wrong with the Celtics? Dissension in, in, in like I think we gotta just all keep a level head if possible. It's not easy. It's hard in today's media. Things will get you mad, but you just kind of gotta flush it because all all that matters is you're winning games. And I think the goal this year, more than ever, is make sure you have home court advantage over the Celtics. That to me is the number one goal of the regular season. Yeah. And hopefully they'll they'll see him in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I feel like feel like it. I mean, it would be a war, but I feel like it would kind of be robbery at this point if you don't get Bucks and Celtics. But you know, some slapstick team like the Heat or the Cavs could come in and and ruin that that party. Or some people think the Knicks could make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, which I would. I'll take your action if you want to bet the Knicks to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'll yeah. I'll book that tomorrow. It's pretty stupid. Oh yeah but you know, that's how, that's how it goes. All right. We're long in Packers Raiders Packers kind of forgotten team. It's kind of funny how that, that happened. I, I do wonder if they played, you know, back-to-back Sundays, they're playing you know, a couple days from now and they played last Sunday. Would, would they be so in the rear view mirror? Cause it's felt like forever since the Packers have played and it's only been a week after a, pretty disastrous Lions game. Everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. Uh, don't need to relitigate that, uh, but it was first half for sure. Me. Yeah. Second half gave you hope, but I think now the big concern is how do you, how do you figure out that for those first quarter woes at home? Like, is that pre- Is that nerves? Is that just the way the game's being called? Like, how do you, how do you do that? And you have a bunch of storylines heading into this game against the Raiders and heading into your bye week. Seems like you're going to get your team back to somewhat of full strength. Jair Alexander's playing. Uh, Elton Jenkins has been practicing. Christian Watson, Aaron Jones back to full strength. This is probably the first time, Mitch, that we're going to see the real Packers. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, though, you are you still a Raiders fan or you used to be a Raiders fan? Like, Can you just tell the people like how you had Raiders fandom or if you still have Raiders fandom?
1: I would say I'm mostly out. I mean, I don't, I don't really care about them anymore. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I used to be, I kind of just picked them out of, out of, I don't know. I never really clung to the Packers obviously that much Um, growing up, never went to a game um, until I was like, in high school, and then I don't know. I just decided I need a favorite team. Okay, the Raiders, and they were awful back then. I mean, that was the Jamarcus Russell days, and you know, then they, you know, it started to get a little better and were a little bit more competitive a couple of those years in like the early 2010s. And um, I don't know. I just kind of started falling off a little, probably like in the in the mid 2010s. And I think when they left Oakland, it was kind of like, all right. I mean, now it's the same. This is out of control now. Yeah, Saints. This it's it's all glitz and glam now. It's not it's not silver and black anymore.
0: Right. It's not my it's not my Raiders. Basically, is is what you're what you're referring to. And uh, and
1: and that's fair. And so yeah. at this point, it's like I mean, I don't know. I guess no. I'm a Packer
0: fan. No, I, I I hear you. You're you're a Packer. You're a realistic Packer fan who needs to bring people down Murph people like me and Murph down to earth sometimes. That's really your, your role. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm an unbiased observer. It's a, it, I would say this is a pretty big one for the Packers though, because I can't really call it a a road game. It's going to be filled with Packer fans. You're going to have 80% of that place in green and gold, uh, which is going to be great. Um, The Raiders have a good fan base. They have people who care, but you know, that, True, but they have, they have more fans in
1: California than
0: they do I yeah. mean right. they,
1: I bet you you know they get a better better fan attendance when they play the Chargers yeah no that's a great point like um who else is out there well I guess it just would be la yeah at this point
0: yeah the two las I think 49ers it's pretty split and then I don't even know if I'd want to go to a 49 or Raider game I think there would be just too many fights to, yeah <laughs> to, I mean, even, to even count uh but I think you're going to get it. So, and it's a game where you, the Raiders really haven't been that good this year. Uh, it's Max Crosby, Devonte Adams, and everybody else. Um, they don't, they don't really have a lot of guys. Like Josh Jacobs had a good year last year, but he struggled. He's not been the same Josh Jacobs. And yeah, it's a, it's well, a
1: game. The, the Raiders' offensive line did a did a Packers' offensive line impression on Sunday and gave up six sacks to Khalil Mack. Right, who was and pissed off in that game, I'm sure. But
0: oh yeah, and and you have you should have that Packer team Seen right after that happened. This is a game they they need to win. I think they need to win. Like I I don't I'm not gonna put a must win tag on it, but this is one that you can't you can't fuck around and find out and lose because you'll be two weeks later, just like we were with the Atlanta game, and we're like, how do we lose this game? Um, because they're just not a good football team. And then maybe you ask yourself, are the Packers a good football team? And so we'll see. I mean, the Devontae versus Jair thing is going to be, it's going to be massive. Uh Jair, you know, talking a little bit, talking about how it's going to be strap your chin strap and not missing this game. Like I can't, it's going to be me and him the entire game. Like, I love that from Jair. I just need that energy from Jair against everybody, man. Like I, I need that. you're going up against Drake London, I need that when you're going to face Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton two weeks. Like I, I need that every fucking game, not just when the big boys roll around.
1: Yeah. I mean, are the Packers good? I guess is a a pretty good question. Um, Oh yeah. It's pretty early to, to, I guess rule either way on that one, but I don't know. I don't think they're any better than a eight win team. You know, I mean, it's, I think that's, that's fine. It's just, that's kind of what the expectations are, right? I mean, unless yeah, you're, yeah, you're the still holding under, out hope for, for, uh for Las Vegas later in the, in the year.
0: The over under the over under was seven and a half or seven. So yes, you would be right at eight. That would, that would make sense. I, I think they're slightly better than that, but I will also admit the lions are better than I thought they were. And yeah. that, and and that's just it. Like, and, well, Ryan, and yeah, but, I
1: mean that's that's very. The Lions are better than the Packers. I think that's yeah. but the line, the offensive line was so banged up coming on a short week that they just got their ass kicked, and that really, really derailed everything. There's no question, but you know the Lions do seem to be for real. I mean they're
0: right. well, their
1: defense seems to be better than than it has been.
0: Yeah, and and you also like have to. You have to bring your juice with the Lions, and the Packers just haven't brought it. I mean, that was the topic I did at the open before I talked with Shaken last week, where I was like, they have a Detroit Lions problem. They have to figure out how they bring that energy. And I kind of compared it to Lovey Smith and how like Lovey Smith was so focused on beating the Packers. Loved beating the Packers. The Packers never seemed to come to that that table. And it was frustrating to play the Bears all throughout the Lovey years. And then, you know, it's obviously changed, but they need to do that with the Lions now too. And, but to go back to the Raiders game, it's like, yeah, if you're at least an eight, but I, I think even if you're an eight win, nine win team, you beat a team like the Raiders. Raiders aren't good. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. And you, you take advantage of a bad offensive line. And yeah, maybe Devontae Adams beats you once or twice, but you gotta, you gotta win this game.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, the Raiders with Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo is Garoppolo had a concussion, right?
0: Yeah. He hasn't cleared protocol, but he's been practicing was the, uh, the word on the street. So, so how does that, I, how does that
1: work? I don't think uh, you
0: can, you can I don't practice
1: know.
0: Jamal Adams, I mean, Jamal Adams wishes he had that, that concussion doctor. Um, but yeah. I don't know if you saw that, um, where he tried to fight the concussion doctor. It's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> well that's true because he he didn't play for like a year right so right. yeah yeah he comes then you back and
1: he takes one shot and it's like one second he can't here. play again
0: yeah you're done all right lights out see ya um but anyways yeah I I don't know how that works but I uh I I think the uh I I really think that we are we are in a situation where you gotta take advantage they don't run the ball well even with Josh Jacobs because of that bad offensive line there is no excuses for Joe Barry this week, and if they give up thirty points, to this Raiders team, or even twenty eight, with Raiders have not scored. Like you look at their offense, it has been bleak for them. And if they, if this is not a a masterclass by Mister Barry or something similar, I I don't think they fire him if they win, but if they lose this game, I I don't know how Barry hangs on. I don't know how you how you make that case because the Raiders are just so goddamn bad at running the football and their, and their defense just has not been, not been good this or their offense has not been good this year.
1: Yeah. They have, they're like probably 23rd and 25th in offense.
0: They are. Uh, So right now they are in DVOA, which kind of is like the advanced metric that a lot of people use they are 31st in offense and 28th in defense. They're the 30 they are slightly better or actually they're they're much better, but they're the 30th best team but and the Bears and Giants are only worse than them.
1: No, and, the, and the Bengals are pretty awful too.
0: Yeah, um, Bengals are down on that list. It's like but but Atlanta's 27 and you lost to Atlanta. So Again, to your point, like are are we sure the Packers are good? I I would hold in the fact that you're bringing all your guys back and this will be as healthy as Packers have been, really since that Bears game, if not healthier than that Bears game. And now it's time to kind of show your true colors and you know head into the bye on a on a real positive note.
1: Yeah. No, note Andre Campbell.
0: Yep. No, none from him. Um, that was that's a. That's a bummer. His ankle seems to be really bothering him. Maybe if he didn't take two hour shits, um, that would that would help him. I don't know if you saw that with Packers Wives. His wife complained that his beige flag is that he takes two hour shits when it's time to eat dinner and time to like play with our shit. And stuff I like mean, that.
1: that's like sweetheart. I'm not sure what he's doing in there.
0: Yeah, but... he he ain't he ain't shitting. And let me tell you <laughs> Rice Newman's wife with the MILF hat in this video is about as on brand as I could expect for Royce Newman.
1: Just Southern white trash.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, they probably just have some sloppy drunk sex in their, in their marriage, but, um and good for them. Oh, like good, good for them. Uh, you know, I'm not here to King shame. Uh, anyways, to get back on track. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else really that the Raiders, I think it's can the, the running game come to life for the Packers. You get Aaron Jones back on a full workload. Can Aaron Jones, you know, find it again? And can it, then all of a sudden, are the holes going to open up? Or are they going to struggle without having Bakhtiari in there? And maybe Jenkins also not in there. Because I know Jenkins has been practicing, but I do wonder, do they play it safe and say, all right, well, we have the bye week coming up and we we don't really want to mess around with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize he was even that close to coming back.
0: He's until been practicing. Now I, He's been yeah. practicing.
1: He's so, been practicing
0: all week so it's uh it's certainly interesting there's certainly a door open uh for Mr. Jenkins to So uh, hard to
1: say like I mean they they you know with the game Thursday last week I feel like a couple guys sat out and you know now it's you know you've had a, a 10 days off a full 10 days off in between games right. right and then you're going into a bye yeah it's I I don't know I mean I would think that everybody should be should be going right. If if yeah. if there's no really no reason to with the buy coming up.
0: The only the only one. The, the but only I know in this that, day and age,
1: it's like yeah. it's like you might want to sneak in another. If you right. can just get by one more game, and it's it, the and load they, management.
0: It's that's, that's much. what it is. Yeah, I mean that's and really
1: what it's what we're coming to.
0: The only one that I think it's kind of acceptable for is Eric Stokes. I think like he's been back. He's off the pup list. They have 21 days to activate him. I think there's no reason you play Eric Stokes this week. You let Eric you you let him practice. He comes back for that Denver game. That'll be a huge lift, and we'll see what Eric Stokes has. You know, after that pretty significant injury, because it's been it's been rough for Keshawn Nixon so far this year. So to have Stokes either as your nickel or as your boundary corner will will certainly be interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. two very winnable games coming up though so oh yeah
0: absolutely and who knows with that Vikings game right like Vikings play the Chiefs this weekend so they could be one and four that's one though man that's good wouldn't that be such a Vikings thing to for them to win that game Chiefs second yeah. straight home second straight road game for the Chiefs um you know it, it just seems like one that I could certainly see the Chiefs finding a way finding a way to win that game
1: yeah. Or I'm I am mean, sorry, the, Vikings, the
0: Vikings, the Vikings. Right. That would be Vikings are hot now. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Got one I, under just, their belt. I just I I will tell you if you're laying the six with the with the Chiefs, just be careful. Just be careful. And then they play the Bears. Ooh. Although and look at this. So look how this sets up for the fucking Packers. God. I'm gonna be so mad when they lose to the Raiders. So not only do you play the Raiders and the Broncos. You play the Vikings, who not only do you play the Vikings at home, you get them on a short week after they play the San Francisco 49ers of all teams. Hmm. Wow. So they
1: get they get Kansas City,
0: then San Francisco? Uh they had the Bears in the middle. So they get like, okay. they get get like get a mini get buy. Awesome bread and just complete shit for meat. So what's like your least favorite meat? Like bologna? Do you like baloney? I don't. Really, you know who uh, likes baloney? I, I mean, when I was little, I did, but oh ah, yeah, not we all like liver, now. Liver, liver sausage, liverwurst. Some people like liverwurst. I don't like liverwurst, but like liverwurst and like an awesome like sourdough bread. That's basically that's basically what you're getting for the Vikings or or the inverse uh, for those who actually cheer for the Vikings. Like yeah. great meat and terrible bread, like soggy soggy ass white bread. So you have to play the 49ers and the Chiefs in two mm-hmm. of the next three weeks.
1: Yeah, that's 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 a tough tough shake. Tough then you shake. get then you get the, the Packers.
0: Then you get the Packers. All right, so we were we ran out of time for the Badgers. Sorry to my Badger friends. Do you think the Badgers have anything to worry about, about against Rutgers this weekend? Yay or nay?
1: No, it'll probably be another grind it out game. I'm sure it'll be another it'll be ten to ten at half. And it'll yep. be like, what the fuck? Then they'll probably get three touchdowns in the second half and win by 17 again, and it'll be kind of status quo. I mean, yeah, Rutgers Rugg- you know, R- really doesn't scare you too much.
0: Yeah, they're salty. I mean, they're salty, but they can't pass the football to save their soul. So, um, yeah. Kind of an issue
1: yeah. in 2023.
0: Yeah, just, just a slight one. Just a just a minor minor issue that they uh, they can't pass the, pass the football. So, we'll see. Be interesting to see what they do with Brandon, Braylon Allen's workload with no Chesma Lucy. Uh, will the kid from Madison, Jackson Acker, get more touches, or will they just unleash Braylon Allen for like thirty carries? We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that, they they kind of have. I don't know with the fit with Braylon Allen with what they want to do to begin with, and so, you know, obviously he's too much of a of a a stud to to not use him. But
0: yeah. So my my personal theory is there again, going back to that load management conversation. They're kind of load managing them a little bit. I think they're they're just waiting to unleash it because he carried the ball so goddamn much in the first two two years of his career right. that I think they're like, we don't want to wear this guy down and we don't want him to wear down before the end of the season. Um but yeah, we'll uh we'll be back on Monday. We'll recap the badges on Monday. We'll we'll uh also talk betting lines for Packers Raiders, uh maybe a little bit of baseball. Who knows? See if there's any fallout from the Brewers if the council news happens over the weekend, I will make sure to uh, have a podcast for you, barring that it doesn't happen and on Saturday afternoon because that would that won't work. But other than that, you'll you'll hear from me if uh, if that does happen. But uh, when we'll, we'll be back next week with uh, with another tap in the keg as we get closer and closer to basketball season. Yes, Take care, everybody. Have a good weekend. We'll uh, we'll see you then. Peace.